Hey everyone, this is Rich Ramon and you're listening to Still Talking With. Yeah. Greetings, my friends. This is the brain of TV's Pinky in the Brain. Yes, and my, my uh, human avatar, Maurice LaMarche. Hi, it's Chris Poland, and you're listening to Still Talking With. Hey, this is Eric Roland, voice of Kendo Rapa on My Hero Academia and host of the Tough Love Podcast. You're listening to Still Talking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. My crew is ready to obtain the absolution. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You are watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show scheduled for you. As always, I'm super excited about this one. Here we go, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited about this. I mean, season five, we've had so many amazing guests. But I literally grew up watching this guest. And yeah, I'm just... I'm floored that she even agreed to come out and hang out with us tonight, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but I'm not going to steal any thunder from anybody. So, Jeffrey. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Wednesday. Tomorrow's February 1st. Where the fuck did January just go? I that mean, way. Seriously. It went that way. Gone. Yeah. Gone, yeah. Gone. It's, in the, it's in the show notes somewhere. Je- Jeffrey to Sasquatch stole it. Oh, oh yeah, we blame the Sasquatch for everything. Yes, right. the mini, the mini Sasquatch, mini Sasquatch, mini Sasquatch, Sasquatch. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Let's get this going. Uh, most people are going to know her as uh, Nasty Nelly, <laughs> you know. Uh, so let's bring her right in, Allison Arngrim. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you, thank you. Hi, I was just laughing here. <laughs> yes, where the fuck did January go? I don't know. Right. I had a birthday and it went like, <laughs> and now I, I like woke up and I'm 62 and I don't. I was 40 last month. I, I what happened? Yeah, you I'm know, just trying to figure that out too. I woke up I and say, I was I like, say "Wow, the same thing. I'm great." I mean, you were born in '62. I was born in '63. So, right. You know, what happened? You know, just, where did I'm, it go? It is a blur. You know. Well, that's why I squint a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, right. Isn't there something where like '60 is the new '40? Oh, I'm uh, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you know how like people would like, oh, 40s and new 30 a while back. So, yeah, 50s and new 40, 60s and new 40, and 40s and new 30. So, just at least just kind of keep it going. And that's, I, I'm, you know, oh, yeah, totally. I'm going to agree with that. I have to yeah. agree with that. <laughs> you know, uh, you so, know, uh, so, uh, where, where are you? Go for it. I where am in beautiful Tahunga, California, which Tahunga? is, I don't know if you know LA very much. I'm like, Above Burbank, west of Pasadena, I I straddle Burbank and Glendale. That sounds weird, but um, <laughs> technically, yes. Okay, all right, cool. No, I, I avoid California at, at, at all costs. <laughs> you know, I'm right. a New Englander. We don't go to California. True, true. Right. Wicked. We we we, 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 we don't have any. We don't have the clothes to go to California. Right. Everything you're all, we, all bundled up. Yeah. yeah, it's long sleeves. You know, you know sweatshirts. <laughs> Well, at least this time of year. And we oh, have the that. decent lobster roll. So, like, why? You don't have lobster rolls. There's no lobster roll. We have lo- we have like lobster sa- salad sandwich. It's not a lobster roll. You have lobster roll. We have yeah, sandwiches. You, you import them from us. Lobster on it. Right. We fake it. Like, and no one in California can make pizza either. By the way. Ah, 
It's like you have to search for actual pizza. Really? I, I order pizza. Most of the places in California, they're obsessed with the toppings. And there's some very fancy things where they'll do interesting things with the toppings. And somebody, oh, yeah, okay, I'll eat that. But it's not a pizza. It's like every time I order pizza, I go, can you put extra sauce and cheese in order to get actually some sauce and cheese? Right. As opposed to <laughs> some large bread with really interesting toppings and no sauce. Wow. Wow. So is the pizza out there like thick? Is it thick? You can get it thin. You can get it thin, but oh, usually okay. it's it's thick and and it's very cakey and sweet. And and there's all these really great toppings, but almost no sauce. But yes, no. So we know we don't know how to make lobster roller pizza and stuff. It's, it's California. It's, it's okay. They probably use tortilla shells for the crust. We have fabulous seafood. So it's like you come here, don't even try. Just just get the Mexican food or the seafood. Would be fine. Okay. Well, all right, sounds go. good. All right. So my very first question for you is yes. what brand of peanut butter? Oh, uh, Skippy Super Chunk. No question. Skippy Just I, literally for breakfast today, I had Sip, Skippy Super Chunk. Okay. All right. Cool. 100%. Cool. All right. So was that on was that on a celery stick or bread? <laughs> celery stick, and then I went. And I got crackers as well. Oh, you. Oh, all right. So you will eat it on crackers. Okay. I, I read. I read on bread. I do. I eat it on bread. I make peanut butter sandwiches. I eat it on bread, but I, I do like it on celery sticks, actually. Okay, but not 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 with jelly. Not with anything I'm else. I'm very weird about that. I am. Yeah, I know you are. Jelly. I'm a purist about that. Peanut just. I have peanut butter or jelly. Oh, mm. but not together. No. <laughs> 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 Why do I not like peanut butter and jelly together? I don't even know. I just don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I was curious. I was I was reading about it and I was telling my wife about it. She's like, "Well, find out what brand she likes." Yes. Skip super check. It's really. And you know, if you check like all the brands, I mean, I suppose there's very fancy homemade organic brands with like no sugar at all. But if you check a lot of the brands, Skippy actually has less sugar than. Mm -hmm. Or a commercial brand than the other, so you're getting your Teddy goodness, basically. Okay. Do you ever try Teddy? No. Teddy. Teddy is a. Uh, it's. Uh, it's like an organic peanut butter. Mm. It's all natural. Ooh. It's really good. good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm totally gonna look for that. Yeah. It, it's the kind of peanut butter where. Uh, before you can use it, you have to actually stir it up. I was going to say, does that, it's organic, because that's the only thing, like, what is it, yeah. Laura Scudder or somebody had a peanut butter, but yet you had to you had to stir it. That's mm -hmm. the only thing. Yeah, because the oils will rise to the top, the actual right. peanut butter Which oil. Which technically is better for you, because it means they don't put all the emulsifers and weird things that make mm -hmm. oil and peanut goo mix. Right, right, right. Which technically so. are not good for you, so. Okay, I found out what I needed to. I'm done. See, right. now you're, I'm so glad we had this breaking news, earth-shattering interview. Yeah, yeah. My publicist Harlan sends me this thing. I'm like, still token. Really? What? No, I looked the guys up and went, okay, they started with this whole thing about thing in the cannabis and that thing. And now, but you have you've had half my friends on. You had a, you Anson and Jeremy and everything. I like know yep. all these people you had on. So I'm like, oh, yeah, fine. Yes. Yep. Yep. Sounds yeah. Sounds try actually, and have fun and fuck with people. That's all. Yeah. I actually <laughs> talked, I talked to Harlan on the phone. And he's like, yeah. Her agent was like, she can't go on that show. Do you know Little House on the Prairie is so wholesome? And I'm like, Time out. He goes, yeah, I already told her. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, posing in front of the Olsen's Mercantile here. I literally just got the most gorgeous backdrop banner made. A friend of mine, a plug, Olan, Olan Paz, Olan de la Paz, um, is painting a bunch of the Little House stuff for our big 50th anniversary union recreations. Mm -hmm. And I was just at a show, uh, my stand-up thing at the Sierra Madre, and he said, oh, do you want an Olsen's Mercantile backdrop? And it's 
it looks like that's stunning. You've you've what done a zoom thing with a photo. Yes, yes. We use uh StreamYard so I can I can change my backdrop. Very um, pretty. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, I got to do something. I have a couple of different ones I can change in between if I if I get bored. Um, it looks like Leo just bugged out for a second, so that means he got oh, a phone call. Just three little pictures. Yes. Yeah, he got a yes. phone call. I would assume from the realtor. He's uh, in yep. the process of buying a house. Cool. So um, stressful, but, but fun. Right. So you yeah. you did mention your stand up, um, yeah. which is I believe is based off of your book. Well, weirdly, the book is based off of the stand-up. I know. Oh. It's, everybody I know, they go, well, I wrote a book, and now I'm going to have a one-woman show to support the book, like tour to support the album. Um, right. I started doing stand-up in one place or another at like 15, 16 years old. So I was all over the country and all over the clubs out here. And then I, you know, I, you know 40s and new 30, I, in the 2000s, I went... <laughs> You know, um, they had me come to New York and they said, you need a whole bunch of material for New York. You need like, it's a club. And they're like, yeah, I would do over an hour and a half. I'm like, who the, does an hour and a half? Um, and I thought, you know, a friend of mine had said, your your act is great, but those stories you tell in the bar later are even funnier. And I went, he has a point. Um, so I did all true stories. I said, I'm going to do this whole thing, Confessions of a Prairie Bitch, and tell all true stories from my life. And it was hysterical. Nobody went, yes, we want that. This is what we want. And we did a question and answer segment, which, of course, everybody loves so i went i'm doing this now and um it became a thing and and then people said you people have been saying when are you going to write a book since i was like 16 so i've been like making notes it's <laughs> going ah, that right. could be a good thing a little synopsis and then a literary agent a really good literary agent by the way showed up at my show and said is there a book to go with this show and i went yeah yeah there could be uh how many chapters he's like i need four chapters and i'm going oh look i have four chapters and he's like yeah no that's enough that's enough i said i got a few he's like great and i'd written like the long version of some of the stories i do and next thing i know i'm in publishers offices in new york and and making a deal and it was lovely and uh it was harper collins and then i had to like write the whole thing which is like months and months and then there's months of editing and if you've written a book mm -hmm. I don't, you know it's a whole like procedure you're on the phone with like your agent and the head of the editing and the art department discussing the particular shade of pink for the book cover should it be the 187 or the 188 and you're like really i'm, I'm seriously having this conversation so um <laughs> but it came out and it was great and people loved it, it was a big hit and right. now people are like well now we want the show so there's things in the show that are absolutely in the book, and there's some things in the book that are in the show, but there's things in the show that aren't in the book, and there's things in the book that aren't in the show. So essentially, okay. essentially what she's telling you folks is you, you have to buy show, the book, and then you, you have, have to go to, to the, the show. You have so to you do both. both, yes. You know? Right. You, you um, get the book. The, the book, the link for the book is in the show notes, I'm assuming. Everything, yep. The Excellent. link for everything to do with Allison is in the show notes, so Fabulous. her website and everything so you can see her tour schedules and you know where she's coming to mm -hmm. uh when leo pops back on i do have a picture of the book um good, good, good. in, and in you the can thing see the particular shade of pink we finally right. decided to go right. you know, it's um, funny because i mean it took us uh, a little over four years to write our book we did yeah. the cover for it there it is Very i wasn't great. concerned about no pinks or anything we just kind of put it together we self-edited it and put it out there Right. Well, and nowadays that's really used to be self-publishing was like uh, and he had to self-publish, but now self-publishing is like a real thing because there's different yeah, right. levels of self-publishing, and there's like small publishers where you're kind of doing part of it and they're doing part of it, and then mm -hmm. with Amazon and all the on-demand stuff, self-publishing is now like a thing because you can hire an editor and do this and that. So right. even if you're not 
like you're an unsigned band, you, you can still put out the demo. Um, if you're not with a huge publisher, you can still make it go. And there's people who did self-publishing whose books got picked up later and right. became wildly successful. So right. that it's a thing now. When when I did, I, I got a deal. Yeah. And like audio books weren't the thing when when the week my book came out. So like, oh yeah, I guess we'll get around to that. And then now people are recording the audio book before the books come out. They, yeah. they finish the book, it's gone to like print and they're rushing off to the studio to record the thing. And that wasn't a thing then. So like several years after the book's like, uh, you want to make a deal for an audio book? Yeah, I'll do that. And so now there's an audio book as well. So yeah, Excellent. a lot of people listen to audiobooks. Audiobooks are gaining in popularity just like podcasts are. Yep. The year my book came out, it was like starting, you know, we'd had Kindle for a while, but it was starting to cross over right around the time where Kindle was literally now more popular than print. And now it's like, like of course it is, because you can carry around 600 books in your purse. Right, right, um, right. It's great. Right. Um, Which I never could yeah. understand. I mean, I'm, I'm an avid reader, but I like to hold a book. I do and certain I read books. A yeah. book. I read a book. I don't need 600 fucking books on a Kindle. I'm only <laughs> going to read one at a time. There is that. I travel. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, great. So I have the thing. But certain books, I want to hold the book. And then certain books, certain like autobiographies, sometimes if they have like really good pictures, it, it no, it mm. does not look the same on the Kindle. Right, right, right. So it's so, like, yeah, certain books is like, no, nah, I'm going to need that one in hard copy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, see, right, I just right. wait for the movie to come out. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that. <laughs> wow. Wow. You also, you well, the movies a... never, well, they can't. I mean, because if you really made a movie exactly like the book, it would be 17 hours long the way right. it written a book. And that's why, like, I felt so bad for the people who had to make Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit because you, you, you've seen the books at that, that. And I, mm -hmm. and the fans of things like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbits are. It's like Star Trek. Yeah, they're, I'm they're one obsessed. of them. Right. Yep. But it's upset. It's like, okay. On page twenty-seven, they tell this story here, and oh, you you can't you can't leave that out of the movie. You leave a character out of that movie. You leave certain things out of the movie in the book. You'll have a whole segment of fans go, "What are you insane? You didn't bring the thing from page 30. And oh, it's yeah. that kind of book. And mm -hmm. so that's why we have ninety-seven hours of of sequels of the Lord of the Rings movies. They had you know, to. I mean, the years, only way. years ago, they tried and they came out with a uh, uh, animated. Uh, yes and then that was a that was a huge failure oh yeah it no, was no, pretty no. it was fun to look at but it's like yeah that's an ass not it didn't tell the story nope right didn't tell the story yeah well you can't do it in a movie when it's something like that you have to do a series you have to do like a limited tv series or something like that really because hard. you're right 17 hours i mean that's three seasons yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean no, I, 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 there's often I read books and I go, oh, they're making the movie. I'm going, uh, yeah, and I got to put all this in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and in today's world, it, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because you'll have a movie and then a book comes out. Yes, or you'll that's have a weird. book and, you know, normally it's the book and then the movie. Yeah. But lately it's kind of the movie comes out and then there's a book about it. Or now, then the other one is you do the movie. It used to be you did a play, and then the play became a musical, and then maybe the musical became a movie. Right. Now, it's now the other way around. you make a movie, and then you make a Broadway musical about the movie, and then you make a movie of the Broadway musical. It's so confusing. I'm like, it's called, yeah, it's no. called repeating the content for the most bang for the buck. Right. Ka -ching, right, ka -ching, right, right. Ka -ching, well, just right. like in the prairie, they're beating a dead horse. 
<laughs> like, so we did it, like literally on our show. If you wanted to be the you dead know? horse, we had actual dead horse. You could, you know. Was... <laughs> right. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, we, you know, we released comic books before we released the book, even though we've written as a book. Now, yeah, now there's movies. I mean, I, I try to go to a lot of things. And I'll go, I don't remember. Was this a comic book? I don't remember this character. We did. It's like, no, the comic book came out after the movie. I'm like, I, uh, I, yeah. Right. You know, so you, you never know today. You know what I mean? The thing that bothers me with, with the, the whole showbiz thing today is the uh, trying to rekindle things from the 70s and 80s. Because they, they the don't redos, do well. the redos. It's like, be original. Come up with something new. Right. And then we've had people who there's a huge, hotly debated issue, um, reboot of Little House or no. And there's a group of fans who go, please bring it back because they loved it because it was a good show. It's like, right. This year's her 50th anniversary. Yeah. People are more obsessed with that show now than they were when it was on. I get recognized in the street more now than I did when the thing was on. I get well, more mail now. Yeah, I was wearing a wig because they tried curling my hair. I just said, my hair's not, not, not curly. No. <laughs> and so they tried curling. I was, you know, 12 years old and sleeping in curlers and coming in at four in the morning. And they said, maybe we should just get, get a wig. Uh, and it looked great. It stayed curled during mud fights, going down hills in wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. um, it looked perfect, but it you know, hurt like all get out. It was head bleed from what I was reading. Yeah, well, because there's a big metal comb, which you have yep. to make it stay on. So I'm like, I'm surprised for seven years. And they just jam that sucker in there. And then there's, I don't know how no many. your eyes were always wide open. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. And then all <laughs> the pins and it just, it's on. And that thing hurts. And what happens is over the course of the day, you move and you yank and you get, you're rolling around on the ground or whatever weird thing I was doing. And it pulls on it. So those little hairpins are kind of stabbing you <laughs> over the head. And you're like, not really noticing. And then you take it off at the end. Then you go, man, my scalp really hurts today. And Gladys, the hairdresser was so sweet. And she had like all that you know, uh, antiseptic stuff, sea breeze. And she would like massage my scalp. And I'd be like, yeah, that wig was really, uh, well, that's not good. <laughs> like I cut up my scalp. I was like, So yeah, it was kind of brutal. But it looked fabulous. So people, you know, they go, oh, I want the show back. And it's like, wouldn't really be the same. And, and they said, well, how would we do it? And I was like, well, obviously, we're all not going to be in it. We're all we're not going to play it. Unless it would be set in 1924, because the show we're doing like 100 years, 1924. So Paul Ingalls and everybody would be dead. It's like, it's all a mess. Right. And I said, of course, if you read cast it, then I am old enough now to play Mrs. Olsen. I would do it, but um, it'd be hilarious. I would love that. But they said no, nah. and then the reboot, as we know, people screw it up. So you also have another group of fans like, don't you dare do a reboot of that show because we know you'll screw the whole thing up, and we will go insane. Um, and there's been attempts. There's been attempts. The guy who does still have all the rights to that, he kind of wants to do do a feature film or like an extended big fancy cable miniseries, something like that. He's, you know, understandably, so he's like, no, why Why can't I, I can't have a feature? Why not? Why? Why not? We haven't done that yet. So he's been trying that. And it's been, a, keeps getting attempted. It keeps like, we, every few years, we get an announcement. This is the one. And then it's like, well, we couldn't do that. So it's been going on for years. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. And the problem is, is that when you run into the studio, you do have the people go, well, hey, can we make it like about a guy and his bear who live on the prairie? And does Laura <laughs> have to be named Laura? It's like Grizzly Adams. And, and they, right. And they just like go, woo! Look you know, if they're going to do something, just, let's just kick it into the future and do Little House on Mars. Well, you know, I met a guy 
from Sri Lanka. Because, you know, it's in a, the show's like all over the world. It's like 140 countries. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah. This guy from Sri Lanka, and he lived in this tiny village, and they had like electricity for six hours a day, and they used it to watch Little House in the Prairie. It was completely bonkers. And I said, what American shows did you get? He goes, well, we were really confused because the only American shows we got at that time were Little House in the Prairie and Lost in Space. <laughs> and we were deeply confused about America, like what time do you people live in? I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, Little House in Space. Um, a lot of Star Trek people are big fans of Little House. Shatner, big Little House fan. His grandkids watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jerry Ryan, Seven of Nine, big Little House fan. We all were on the internet and various things going, wait, you watch Little House? I love Little House. They're all talking to each other. So, yeah. So you could do a whole Little House in Space thing. I don't know. That's about how wacky we get. But what's the old joke? Um, how many network executives does it take to screw in a light bulb? The answer is, does it have to be a light bulb? It's right. They will change. And so that's why a lot of people are like, no, 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 please don't do the the, re, the uh, uh, reboot because right. you just screw it up. So if somehow, like the guy who has the rights, find someone who will not screw it up, we could conceivably have a movie or another series. But mm, that's that's a tough thing. to. Luckily, a lot of us from the original show are remarkably still alive. I don't know how, but we are. Um, and we're, it's the 50th. So we're like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? There's a lot of place booking. It's like the the real, the real Walnut Grove in Minnesota. They have a little pageanty thing every year and they did a nice thing for our 40th. They're having a huge thing for our 50th in Walnut Grove and that's in July. But in Simi Valley, which is where we shot the outdoor scenes, well, that house, that the Olsen's Hotel behind you, that's was in those trees. That would be mm-hmm. Simi Valley, California, where the, I mean, Okay, they didn't like have roofs on them. They were facades. There was like nothing in there. It's just right, 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 right. But the outdoors, we it was like a hundred fucking degrees too. Oh my god! And I'm in five layers of petticoats and a freaking way. I was like, unbelievable. <laughs> so we would go be at Paramount, and we'd shoot the indoor scenes, and they go, "Hey, everybody, it's Thursday. We're going to see me." And I'd be like, "Oh God, do we have to?" And they'd say, "Oh, it rained. We have to go back to the slot." Yes, God. Um, it was insanely hot, and we were all like fainting. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was really hard um because we we're dressed like it was 1800s and it right, was california right. and like right. in minnesota which is a bit cooler and it was uh-huh. california and it was 110 degrees um but it was absolutely bonkers so what we're doing is we're going back to where we actually filmed it and there's a big community center near there we're going to have a big autograph show we got recreations wow. of the sets we're having they're going to have the little house and the church and i think part of the market that like actually rebuilding like climb up on it um and then they're doing flats facades but like 3d painted like facades are gonna trip you out of the house in the market so you get on a bus and you go up and this is where we shot and you go oh my god holy crap it's the house is there and then we're gonna have and the number of cast members who like nah i didn't go to anything oh i'm coming to this i'm getting on a plane they're coming and there's gonna be a ton of us and signing autographs and swag and whatnot right. and taking pictures. Right. It's actually it's gonna be quite well, fun. I mean, it's, it's a fun. big deal. It's a big deal. 50, 50th anniversary. And I mean, we have people in the chat still talking. They're, they still watch the reruns. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those shows. I mean, there's not there hasn't been very many shows on television that can actually say that they withstood the test of time. Well, there's shows that were on the same time we were that were enormously popular in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And they, they were very good. And, or they won Emmys. And they were a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, where did... <laughs> crickets. They're, they're not oh, yeah. on a DVD. Yeah. They're not streaming. And it's like, where did they go exactly? You go on Facebook and you just... The Little House where And the number of official... Fit, there's the official official fan site. There's the Little House fan site. And then there's the cast reunion fan site. And then there's the upcoming Little House fan event fan site. 
you go to these pages and they have like a hundred thousand members, eighty thousand members, two hundred thousand members. There's like millions of people yeah. logging on to these pages to find out like where we're gonna be next. Yep. I, I have a newsletter, I have the Nelly newsletter. We're at like six thousand people that it's in it's a teeny little newsletter because it's just bananas out there. It's bananas. Oh, yeah. So we're having yeah. like Prairie Woodstock right. this year. Now, has anybody ever um uh looked into the possibility of like a movie? With like a us, like, like a movie, right? Well, that's instead, what of, I, do, instead of recreating yeah. it, just do a do a movie. Well, that's where indeed the, the, the folks who have the rights are like, hey, we want a movie. We want like a big old blockbuster movie, and you could do. That's the thing is, you Laura wrote a lot of books. She wrote these books: in Little House in the Big Woods, Little House of Barry, Little House of Farmer, blah, blah, blah. and it mm -hmm. goes from when she's like four to when she's married with a child. With a, so it's a lot of material. Um, and there's people who said, well, you know we can make the movie about when they first have just left the big woods, but they're not even in Walnut Grove. There is no Nellie or Miss Beetle. They're just, they're, they're out in the covered wagon or they're in the woods, or we could make a movie about Almanzo and Laura and baby Rose in, and then, or when they're old and they're living in Missouri and she goes, Hey, I think I'll write a book. It's, it's, it's all there. Right. right. <laughs> and so you could literally make a movie about any section of her life and it would be, like pretty good um it's like pick a pick a chapter um but it's it's doing it, and that's what they, they they've been talking about that that yes that's what they love to do is feature film but it is difficult it's you know especially i mean we just went through a phase where everything that was green lighted or made apparently involved a superhero an existing comic book a made-up comic book a soon-to-be made-up comic book and if it didn't fly or blow up or turn into a car stuff wouldn't get made now that seems to be settling down like we're going right. to the next phase of thing we're going to make nine thousand movies exactly the same about but so it's difficult with that to get little house on the prairie in right but the fan <laughs> base is there the thing is, is the fan base is there so oh my god done, yes and if it's done properly it would be a huge success I oh think. yeah yeah if they made it right this is my name, like hear me news um if they made <laughs> it right you'd pack the place and and then if you made a series if you made a series it would absolutely be a smash hit people are just gaga like the number of people are showing up for even are like small events it's thousands of people I, like i said i just did this i think doing my show confessions of a prairie bitch at the sierra madre play sierra madre place lovely place lovely 99 seat theater we booked like seven shows they were all sold out. There wasn't, my right. friends were calling me going, I can't get a seat. I wait, oh, I'll come see Allison on Sunday. There's no seats. I'm like, there's no seats. Um, things are selling out. We have events in like April and May and June and all the way to November. And there's a couple of events that are in like June and August where they have like a cast dinner or cast present. It's this whole thing. Gravel Road. You can go to the whole like along the gravel road and they have a whole site with all these events they're producing. It's like one whole arm of the prairie machine and there's events where like oh we have breakfast with the cast dinner it's already sold out it's oh, yeah. it's in it's in august but it's and well right. like simi valley like the bus tours they're trying to figure out what they're going to do add more buses the bus seats sold out the the vip super grand foo-foo package whatever with all the bells and whistles where we said oh no who's going to buy that they're gone oh yeah it, so stuff it, it, things are selling out we're booked through never and we have events that are sold out <laughs> what is happening so yeah no it's it's still bizarrely popular that's that's amazing that's amazing well, very rare so but i'm gonna i'm just gonna say this right now so to all allison's friends you have to call her a year in advance if yeah, you, you want the tickets <laughs> oh just okay 
hey, we had a preview night. It was like free, and I invited a bunch of people. So if you didn't get in on that, I don't like to tell you. I, I sent out notice, saved the date, had emails, was on my Facebook page. I, I There's only so much I can do. Subscribe. Right, right. Subscribe. Now like, a bigger theater. Well, that actually may be happening because they're calling me. Uh, Subscribe to her newsletter. Right. If you, that's what my husband always said. Did you read the newsletter? Did you read the newsletter? She's not reading the newsletter. <laughs> I sent out an email blast, folks. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what do you do? Spam, spam. <laughs> and then, and some of our like big reunion parties were like, dude, it was on TV. It was like, it was on the radio. It was like, Melissa Gilbert went on Good Morning America. Who do, who do you want us to tell? <laughs> right. <laughs> Wow. Oh, welcome back, Leo. I didn't even notice you were back. I apologize for Was that. Uh, did you did you get your phone call? Apparently, I just bought a house. Yay! Congrats. Now fix the Thank cameras because you. you got me all screwed up here. Okay. Yeah, and I, I I'm not gonna come help you pass. Where did there you where did you buy it? Where do you have a house now? Uh Gales Ferry, Connecticut. Oh, oh, I bet it's nice. That's probably I've been to Sharon, Connecticut. I bet that's nice, kid. But yeah, it's I, I, I have a house. Look, you can see part of it. I have a house too. It's behind there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, that was the thing. A kid actor. Um, my parents actually didn't steal my money. I know, really unusual, very weird. Um, they had jobs, and um, I was going to say that they yeah. actually were gainfully employed on their yeah. own. Yeah, because your your dad was a, a Hollywood manager. Yes. And your mom was a very famous voice actor. Yes, I mean, Casper. like when oh I read god, that, I, I was like, "Oh I my god!" Like, Casper's behind me. Do I have a Casper back here? I have Casper's back well, here. Well, not just Casper, um, but yeah. like Gumby, like Gumby. Everybody, everybody. Oh, yeah. My mother was weirdest assortment of cartoons. My mother was Casper the Friendly Ghost, Gumby, Sweet yes. Holly, Purebred Underdog's yep. girlfriend, yes, and Davy of Davy and Goliath. The yep. four biggest ones that Wait, we all grew up watching. Yeah. Are you old enough to remember the first family album? Are you old enough to remember Vaughn Meter and the first family with all about the Kennedys and they had the weird cover? They're really like that standing in Central remember. Park, but it's like photoshopped Ooh. badly with the White House. My mother was Caroline and John John on that. It was so like she's, she's like been everybody, but she had Gumby and Casper. And then, of course, you know, she's they had uh, Gumby and Pokey and then Prickle and Goo. So she's Goo. Um, Gumby's mom, Gumby's sister, Davy's mom, Davy's sister, all of Davy's friends. She's Casper, and then she's also Nightmare and Wendy and Spooky. Um, wow. <laughs> they did an yeah. album. There's a Casper album, and you can get it online now. There's a Casper from like 1963, and it's this insane musical of all the Casper characters, like a cast of thousands, and it's my mother and a guy, two people, <laughs> one guy and my mom in a studio pretending to be all of these different characters and it's very weird i highly recommend it that's awesome i mean I you know i got a uh i grew up in a summer place up in maine where there's no electricity nothing you know you bathe in the lake shit in an outhouse kind of a thing and we used to listen to the old radio the old right. radio stories like the fibber mcgee and molly and and stuff like that oh, they were yeah do you, i don't know if you remember that stuff do you remember that stuff? There was the the phantom. And I well, weirdly, I also i I started hanging out with these people. Uh, there's a thing called Spurred Vac, and it's all about preservation of comedy and variety old radio shows. It's really nerdy, um, but there's a lot of actors who got involved with it, doing a lot of voiceover people. Mm -hmm. And I got invited to it, and because um, apparently I do a good Gracie Allen, and next thing I know, I'm at these events, and we've done some online where we've recreated 
a lot of those shows, all the, the George and Gracie stuff, uh, mm -hmm. the Jack Benny show, all of those hysterical things. George, you shouldn't get so upset, George. I don't know why you're so mad at Jack. Um, and we would just do all these shows, redo all these shows. So weirdly, yes, yes, I, I do. And, and my parents were way into that. In fact, my parents at one time were in radio in the 50s before they, mm -hmm. you know, went into, they did theater and they did radio right. before there was a TV to go beyond. But yeah. No, I mean, I, I remember that stuff vividly because we had no TV and, you know, it was all that, all that radio stuff. You, you were a little house on the prairie. You were. Uh, yeah, but it was on a lake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the shores of Silver Lake. See, there's a book to go with that. She has <laughs> Laura has an answer for <laughs> Laura you know? has an answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why to I get introduced to a lot of stuff you know what I mean yeah. seriously that's how I get introduced to all that kind of stuff no, yeah. old radio shows are awesome 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 we did one we did the shadow we did the shadow the, the shadow, shadow yeah 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 and it was all yeah. cool people it was like Phil Proctor from Fireshine Theater and all sorts of like really odd combination of comedians and actors and voiceover people all meeting at this hotel going, and now we're going to do Fibber McGee. Let's do the Jack Benny yep. show. And yep. it was awesome. Yep. Awesome. 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 Yep. I, I have all the cassettes. I got to find a new cassette player because mine shit the bed, but I have all of those tapes. Someone just brought them. me a bunch of eight tracks to my show. We were talking about eight like old comedy. Yep. They brought me eight wow. tracks. I now got to go find an eight track player. So I guess. Yeah, good luck with <laughs> Good luck with that. You'll have to go to an antique shop. I got shop. cassette. I got turntable. I got vinyl. I got cassette. I got uh, a CD. I have everything. But I, I do not have a track. But my husband said, I'm so getting you an a track. Like, no, that's happening. We're, we're done. We're getting one. <laughs> I'm into it. So, you know, I mean, it, it's funny, you know, uh, the younger generation really doesn't understand. But even um, bands like uh, Foreigner, their first release was on a track. I've oh, loved yeah. yeah. I had a car you know with I mean? an eight track and junior. Yeah. Oh, same here. Yeah. Chunk that thing. Yeah. Cause I remember, I remember cold as ice had to, it had that pause yeah. because it had to go to the next track. Yes. You know, kids today don't understand that. Kids today, we sound like we're a hundred. Now we're America, Martha. Where's the eight track? <laughs> I remember when I had to walk uphill both ways. Yep. Yep. With no shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I had one to get shoe. up to change the channel on the television. Oh. <laughs> right. True. We, really, we only had eight channels on the TV. <laughs> we got one of the first TVs with a, like a remote in the late 70s. And we're like, we're, we're fancy. And except the remote control was not as it is now. It was a very primitive device. It wasn't like a thing, the cable, what the, what the, what cable, there was no cable. So you didn't have like the cable. The I remember when Channel Z, we were so excited. We had a box. It had a cord, had a cord that attached to the television. But that, that was remote. It was a box with all these numbers and a cord. That was Channel Z. <laughs> they ran whole movies. That commercial was, oh my God. Um, but we had an early, early TV that had a remote. And it was a big, like silver, large boxy thing with like just four buttons up, down, Clunk, clunk, and it went clunk. It yep. was a primitive device. The way it worked was it literally was a piece of metal that just kind of moved and in the TV. <laughs> it basically it picked up on the clang or the spark or whatever the heck it did. So if you shook anything metal at it, we you're sitting in front of the TV, but we had TV with metal TV traits. If you dropped your fork on your metal TV tray, change the channel. <laughs> and I had a charm bracelet, and we all thought this was the funniest thing in the world. I go, 
Oh, there, channel four. We're back. Okay. Well, turn up the volume. Hold on. Ding, 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 ding. Let me do my earrings. We can turn the TV off and on and change the channels with either a metal charm bracelet or throwing a fork at a TV tray, which I, you can't do. That. I can't do that now. So, no. yes, I, I'm old enough to remember very primitive, yep, primitive, yep. primitive. Yep. That's like the uh, the first video game I ever played was a, uh, a film that was static and it would static electricity stick to the TV screen. Oh. And you could change from from Pong to yep. racing a little car around the track. This was again, people paid money to go bonk, 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 bonk. bonk. Yep. That's it. That's all it did. Oh, and it's coming back. They just released, uh, well, they re released the, uh, the Atari. But have yep. we made a movie about it yet? That's right. <laughs> no, but I see one in the signing. It'll be a, a picture sequel look, deal. Yes, there's four people on the screen. We all get twenty five percent. Yes, that's it. There oh, was, there the was movie. a Tetris movie though. Oh my god! There was right? a Tetris movie. Yes, yeah, yeah that was yeah. really good. It was like espionage, like uh, you know, like with the uh, Russian government, you know, trying to like. Stop the sale. It, it was okay. Okay, so Pong, Pong, you have the game, but it's a tennis championship, and yes. then there's a tennis thing, and there's an online component, and then the the Russians are hacking in to the thing to screw up the score of the tennis championship. Okay, how much are we getting? How much are they steal the ball? Oh, is what they it's twenty five percent all the way around. Pong the movie. We're doing this right. Pong the movie. We're gonna get Sounds you people to go to the theater actually. for an hour and just go doink, doink. <laughs> Doink. <laughs> That's what I felt like when I saw a Blair Witch Project. Is that like the dumbest thing? I, well, was, I was, um, I was so scared. I laughed yeah. so hard. I saw Blair Witch Project. It was supposed to be the scariest. To me, it wasn't movie. scary. It was, yeah, you know, it was not scary. I laughed my ass off. It was supposed to be the found video. And you knew, okay, no, no, it's not found video. These are clearly actors. But it was supposed to be found this video and these people died horribly. And this is their last tape before they, ooh, spooky, spooky. So you're like, okay, well, that's the prayer. I'll go with that. Almost all of it was just pitch darkness. <laughs> it's their camera. The so there's like 10 minutes. It's just the screen is black. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I could not say it was the funniest movie I ever saw. Well, now, do, do you like, do you like horror movies? Oh, I do. I do. I do. If they're, if they're good, I'm old school. I was brought up with, you know, Frankenstein and the Wolf Man yeah, okay, and the Mummy classics. and yep, Dracula, yep, yep, Bella Lugosi and Boris Garloff and yeah Ah, yep. you know, Henry like Hull, yeah, Vincent Price, oh, Hammer yes. films, you know, really over the top stuff, but things also with like a plot and things. Um, mm -hmm. I like things that are weird, thrillery, spooky stuff. If it's just and and you know, I I, I love Freddy Krueger, very nice man, but just like and now we stabbed them again. I I don't feel there's enough going on there. I need more context. It's right, right, <laughs> okay, okay. It's now, as far as you know. It, it, the, the newer stuff that's been coming out. Uh, there's some good, days, weird, creepy stuff. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's a lot of good, weird, creepy stuff. I mean, back in the 80s, I mean, you have your classics, you know, your classics, Halloween, Friday the 13th, you know, uh, yeah, Nightmare see, on Elm like, Street, them of apart. course. Nightmare on Elm Street was sort of interesting. and then yeah, But um, th they tended to be the same. And they kind of were like, well, so they called mm -hmm. them slasher porn because it was kind of like you yeah. sit there watching it's like you know when does the sex start when when does somebody stab someone it's just it was you know well when you're 14 15 or 16 year old guy i mean you watch those things because you want to see the titty shot i mean it's... there's girls going oh no my blouse fell off yeah because yeah uh, you know <laughs> ooh, i tripped in the woods <laughs> you know 
Right. I talked about that in the 80s. I would audition for things. So as my early 20s used to say, I had to be either a cheerleader, naked or dead or a combination of all three. Those that with those were the roles in like 1982. Right. <laughs> now, what do you what do you think about the uh, like the psychological thrillers like the uh, uh, insidious uh, movies and God, stuff like that? Movies. Did you ever see what was a great one I saw? And a lot of my friends were totally grossed out. And I was like, what? No, that was great. There was a movie sometime about Event Horizon. And we, my husband, I liked it because he likes sci-fi. Yeah, that, that's all sci-fi horror. Yep, that's a sci-fi Right, he horror. likes sci-fi. And he's like, oh, I don't really like horror. I like sci-fi. I go, oh, I like horror. And then we start watching us and went, oh, it's a cake, it's a candy, it's sci-fi, it's horror. It's great. Um, it was kind of like Amityville horror in space. It was it was fabulous. Mm, and okay. um, yeah. I, I like that what, one very much. Now, what about like the Alien and Aliens? Oh, yeah, those are great. Yeah. I like, yes, I love the, the Alien movies. You know, that, that great story. Very visual, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know they, I, mean? I, I, they I always, pro, I, I always promote Sean Burkett. We had him on our show. Uh, yeah. His his latest release was um, Stranded. Yeah, uh, it was good. But, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. It was it's a it's a Bigfoot movie. Yeah. Uh, but before that, he did. Um, enough good Bigfoot movies. Oh yeah, no, this one was good. I love Bigfoot movies. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some really of them are corny weird, as hell. Dumb Bigfoot movie, and it was weird because we looked it up on the internet, and it said it was one of the top ten greatest Bigfoot movies ever made. And then I went, "Wait, how many Bigfoot movies are there?" So I guess that's why they, you know, there's a lot, <laughs> actually there's a lot of Bigfoot movies. Some there are really be bad. More. There should be some more are Bigfoot really movies. Bad. Some are really good. You know, what I mean? <laughs> but but Sean, Sean was involved in a movie called "Don't Fuck in the Woods." Brilliant, because that is kind of the plot of most horror movies with the cheerleaders yes. and the kids at camp. Essentially, that is the point of most of. You know, it is, it is a horror comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and it's it's just brilliantly done. I just I love the whole storyline. You know, it's a creature who hates the smell of sex. <laughs> it's Bigfoot. He hates. Okay, you see now. Can I can go get this online? Right, I can go watch this. this is oh yeah, you go, it's on. Oh TV. my god, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm just gonna say right now to to Harlan and to Allison's agent. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a wholesome show. Well, now you've got people asking questions. I'm seeing endless blurbs. Do you have people asking? Should we answer one? Is there anybody who's blurbing has like a question? They're like dying I, to I know. Like, it's, 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 all whether or not it's a lot of com. Question. Yeah, it's a lot of comments. Good, 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 good. See, they're, they're very involved comments. in this whole Barry Madness thing. Yeah, my older sisters you know. took lessons from you. Somebody said, "Ooh, Ooh yikes! Uh, <laughs> awful people!" Oh, how awful! Took lessons from you. Oh, someone said, "Oh my God, that Horizon was awesome." Yes, yes, right. Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of comments, and that's why they, they you'll see them just Leo puts them up cool. quick. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, cool. we like it. We, we like, like it when that. our when our viewers get involved. You know, so for you, for you, all you watching, if you do have a question, you know the deal, man. Put it in the chat. Leo might see it. If not, I'm right. I here. might see it. We'll get it up. Maybe. So <laughs> um, oh, there's a plug in the podcast. So I have a thing, the Allison Arngram show, where I interview mm -hmm. various celebrities. Really fun. But now there's the fifty for fifty for the 50th anniversary, 50 shows for 50 years, uh, me and Dean Butler, who was the adorable Al Manzo, Laura's husband on the show, mm -hmm. and a marvelous woman named Pamela Bob from New York, who's very, very, very funny, and she wrote a web series called Living on a Prairie, which is hysterical, if you haven't seen it. Um, it's about a woman who's obsessed with Little House of the Prairie. I play her therapist. 
Oh, great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a riot. And the three of us do this thing, and we're interviewing people. We're like experts on Laura Ingalls, people from did, the show, just everything. Did Bon Jovi have an issue with that name? 50 for 50? No, Living on Which? a Prairie. Living on a Prairie. You're right. There you go. Well, it's Living on a Prairie. It's, like it's spelled, you know, P-R-A-I-R-I-E. So I yeah, guess. I was just curious because he could be like I don't that. know. He's invited. Prayer, he could come, you know, be in it. I think she would you have know. him. Um, but it was, it was it was awesome. So we're doing a whole podcast now. The Me and Dean Butler. And, you mm-hmm. can catch us. We're all over the place. 50 for a day. We're, we're okay. great fun. And we're we're doing we're starting to answer people's questions. We've been getting so many. We're going to take it. So where I know, I mean, I believe I believe I have that link in the show notes. But where can people find that show? We're doing it out of UBN Go, and it's everywhere. It's on YouTube and all of the all, all the fine podcast services near you, Apple, whatnot. Yeah. So it's it's strictly podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Or is, okay. I mean, there's video when we do it. So if it's, if it's a, like YouTube or one of the platforms where you can see us, you'll see us. And if not, mm-hmm. you'll hear us. And we're hilarious. So right. I, I was reading that you're actually a big wuss. <laughs> Compared <laughs> to Nelly. Kind of, yeah. I mean, well, I, mean, I was really shot as a kid. Hmm? Who's afraid of moths? God, yes. Moths, yeah, they creep me out. They're weird. I know. Someone said, but aren't they just like butterflies that they're from caterpillars come out at night? They go, yeah, but they're weird. Like, if okay, there's a moth at night and you go to like swat and like this weird dust. What is the thing that comes off of them? Butterflies don't do that. They don't shed like weird crap when you go to swat them. It's like, ew. Moths are weird. No, and then if you have moths. Moths, moths they're, they're nothing more than a fluffy butterfly. <laughs> but if they're the right kind, they're eating holes in your clothes while you're going, oh, look, a moth. Then you go in the closet no. and your good wool suit is like ruined and it's like uh, do, you ever see a, do you ever see a lunar moth oh those are the ones don't they like kind of almost they're glow like, they're, they're like huge. huge yeah I'd jump out a window I, I, probably I hit, <laughs> I, I hit one when I was driving the main one day I had to pull ah. over to clean my windshield it was like Ew. a bird splatter Sure Ew, yeah, yeah. I would jump out a window. I would just, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not afraid of spiders. I'm not afraid of snakes. I'm not even afraid of mice. I'm not even afraid of rats, which is really weird. I've been in situations where it's like, oh, look, a rat, yeah, just, and just everyone moss. is just like yeah. up a tree and on the chair. And I'm like, you know, I yeah. But but moss, yeah, God, I can't deal with moss. Fluffy butterflies. Fluffy butterflies. Ew. Uh, <laughs> wow. wow. Woo. I started reading all this stuff. I'm like, wow, this chick's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I like say, I, I am a classical, what do they call it? A screwed up ex-child star, but one of the few who has not um, been to Betty Ford or shot my dealer or posed for play. Well, I, I wanted to bring that up a little bit. <laughs> you don't see right? people from Little House on the Prairie on TMZ. Do you see us on TMZ with like no nope. pants? No, no, no. Not, no but thing. I mean, as a child star back in the, yeah. you know, the 70s, it's, yeah. I think it was quite different than the trouble that a lot of these kids had in the 80s and 90s. I mean, we had, there was, there was the drugs and the insanity and the parents stealing the money and the people trying to have sex with child star law um there was all sorts of like weird crap but you also every single thing was not on um instagram or the internet or right, Snapchat while right, it was happening right. um melissa and i melissa gilbert and i have joked about that oh thank god there was no internet when we were teenagers uh, <laughs> like the things that that the, you didn't get to see all over the internet thank heavens um also when when being old I remember we had we had the National Enquirer. That was the big deal. We didn't have TMZ. Was, yeah, the National Enquirer. Yeah, yeah. And you do guys like, oh crap, try to stay out of the Enquirer. Or if you're in the Enquirer, you know, get a nice positive story. Here's Allison in a bikini or something cute. But try to avoid the Enquirer caught you doing fill in the blank. But if they did, 
You had days because what was it? The magazine was like put to bed, as I said, on Thursday night and like came out on Sunday. So you had several days. If you got caught falling down a bar Saturday night, you had until the next Thursday for your publicist to talk them into pulling that story right. and not running it. Whereas now you fall down outside the bar and TMZ is there with someone has a phone and it's immediate. Right. It is a video. So it is much more difficult. Um, and then, and then the internet too, they, they'll pick a weird topic. It's like pick a topic, discuss, and they'll pick like a really weird random topic. Suddenly it's like, well, I heard that so-and-so doesn't like oranges. They're like, what, what, what is going on? And suddenly it's like, that's like a huge thing. And everyone mm -hmm. is actually talking about that. And you're like, does that person actually not like oranges? We don't even know. But it's to suddenly it's like a giant nationwide debate on the internet. And you're kind of like, how was that a thing? So that's sort of a thing that happens now, which didn't just that wasn't a thing. They read the Inquirer, right. and then the next week somebody else fell down, and they read that in the Inquirer and got on right, with their lives. Right, right. Um, so we're very, very lucky for that. But yeah, it was, I mean, I know a lot of people my age where they left home with the shirt on their back and they'd worked since they were two. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like what? It's like it's like mm -hmm. insult to injury, kind of. Yeah. It's like, and it's terrible. It's one thing. Like, okay, I was twelve when Little House started. Yes, I'd started working when I was five, six years old. But I liked by the time I was twelve, I at least had, as they say, agency. Like I could say, yes, I enjoy acting and being on the show. I'm in junior high. I'm like, um, you know, a teen, almost a teenage person, and mm -hmm. I can say this sucks or this doesn't suck. And yes, I want to be here. By fourteen, I was like, yes, I, I enjoy doing this for sure. But people were like six. <laughs> They're in a six. Yeah. How, how, how did you decide? What you signed a contract? Really? I mean, that's the thing. Is, is the well, if you, how do you sign a contract with a two-year-old? How is this binding? This is get out of here. Right. And so the six-year-old didn't really say yes. I would like to have a large multinational film career. Didn't know. And some no, parents, they, they, some parents they, don't know. they know Legos. In Legos, I got, I went to the set and there were some nice people and I had I had lunch. They had a lunch. It was lovely and there were cookies. At the, they don't know what else. I, I, I colored my coloring book and you know, I colored I was happy, then the so I want to do that. And then the nice man came over and I stood in front of the camera thingy and he said, "Can you say these words to this guy and pretend he's your dad?" Hey, dad. Blah blah blah. Okay, that was great. Thank you. And then I went home and. So you're really little. It's like what the heck, you know? It's older children, teenagers can say, oh, "Okay, I know." But right. some people started that young. And some people really didn't want to. Some of them, I mean, I saw them at auditions where they were like dragged, kicking and screaming. And there was some weird stage parent going, shut up, shut up. Here. It's like literally throwing yeah. them in the car. I don't want to do this. Get in the car. Ugh. So you have someone like that. And they think, well, at least I'm, you know, there's got to be money. And some parents, they do. They put the money away for the child's college. They put the money into something for the kid. They did it or they get in the money. And other parents they will bend over backwards and circumvent. There's existing laws. There's laws. They will go like forward and underneath to get around the laws and steal all of the child's money. It's like, why? Why would you do that? And they do. And so then the person's like 18. It's like, well, that was a nightmare. Well, at least how much do I got? Nothing. What? Horrible. It's just insult to injuries. So I, you're first, a huge I was advocate a for that, too. Hmm? From what I was reading, you're an advocate for that, that whole yeah, trial. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of yeah. stuff for that. I've gone to Sacramento and everything about this. Like, mm -hmm. come on, guys, what are you doing? And there's a lot of people that had that. Now, in my case, uh, I should be against fund. the law, actually. Right. And it sort of is. But they had to keep, we had to keep like going back and going, um, could you change the law again? Because they found a way to go around that one. And then so they kept like they kept moving the goalposts. We had to keep go back and go. And then some states don't even, it's, uh, it's like, so I had a trust fund. Thank God. Um, 
In fact, I talk about it in the book that Jess, who worked my dad manager, um, my account had gotten to a certain amount and it only was getting interest on this part uh, to a certain point. So he asked, got like a court order to like open a second account and roll it over so I would actually get more interest. And I laughed and I said, he will go down in history. He's the only man to break into a child actor's bank account to put more money in. Right. right. No one has ever done this. And so I, I had a good trust fund and my parents, because they were actors, they were like, oh, you got a job. I guess you're getting paid. <laughs> this was like see, normal. Um, I had a checking account at 13. My dad co-signed the checks, but they were like, okay, this was taxes and this was this and this was your agent. And this was this. And well, we, you know, you had to pay for those photos you took last week. Yeah. We had to pay the photographer and the makeup girl. Yeah, okay. Um, but here's your thing. But here's how much you're getting. Here's a check. I don't and so I paid for uh, I paid for my own orthodontics. Um, I bought a bicycle. I bought a car when I was sixteen, uh, and then I got the trust fund when I was eighteen. I actually bought a condominium. I owned a home. I owned a home at eighteen, and I managed mm-hmm. to own a in this place. Um, so it was great, and they made me learn about um, taxes. I didn't want to. I was twelve, <laughs> but they made me go. So get in the car, uh, and we went to the accountant. Very nice man, but. It was boring. It was really boring. And they made me sit there while they went over my tax return. They'd like, wake up. Um, so you had this many deductions and you made this much money. And there's not a lot of deductions for 12-year-olds. Luckily, the payment to your agent is tax deductible. Woo-hoo. So we can count this. And I would have get money back. And they would explain how this worked and how much came out of my check. And I was like, why? Why? Well, of course, as an adult, I, I'm not a CPA or anything, but I have some concept of what's supposed to happen with my money and taxes. And I have some idea what happens when you take out a mortgage, for example, and buy a house. And I have friends who are, well, they're, they're literally my age and they still don't know this stuff. They're, that they're still taught in bumping into It should be a right? mandatory course in yeah. schools. Just even, I mean? and, and the even the just like a week long workshop, anything. Anything, yeah. something. You know, because, you know, everybody's just thrown to the wolves when it comes to that kind of Right. You turn 18. They're like, and now you will magically know these things. No, 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 you won't. And so that's why you see child stars blow their money. If they do get it, it's, it's terrible. A lot of people I know get money. But my parents are like, this is uh, this. And oh, now, okay, you're getting trust fund. We're going to get a real estate agent. Look at condominiums. We're going to what, who, the where. And, <laughs> and it's like, this one's lovely. It's a two bedroom. It's got a view. I'm like, sure. Um, <laughs> so, but that was the thing. At least I knew how stuff worked. I knew what property taxes were by the time I was 18. So right. I had some concept, um, which has really done wonders for me over the last, you know, 50 no, freaking I, years. I know some people my age that still have no concept. There's no, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And I mean, I have an account. Well, it's because they mean, keep changing the rules. They do. And and my husband, we have a lovely accountant because there's things we read them and go, yep, have no idea what that means. So, you know, call the nice man who has a degree. Um, but we at le- least know what's supposed to be there. And right. and it's a, and when he explains to us, oh, it means this, and that's why we're going to do this. Oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> we can we can follow the bouncing ball. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I was reading something, and, and this is actually one of the last questions I have for you. Okay. As, as I age, you know, things happen. And, but I was reading that, you know, when I stay in my shorts, you could get that out. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get anything out of anything. It's a weird skill. Amongst my many skills, stain removal. I'm not sure. My father was a big neat freak. My father was like a cuckoo Felix Unger neat freak. And oh, he could he could get anything out of anything. And I, I know that was like a weird this. way to lead into it, but I thought one it was man cool. dry cleaner. But these things happen. 
And, you know, and so I learned and, and it's like I was doing a, a, a play and they brought over a shirt and the guy was doing it. He was so upset. He's like, this came out of the cleaners. Look, it's completely ruined. It looks like somebody dipped it in coffee. What happened to the shirt? And I'm like, give it to me. And I'm off in the kitchen and he and my husband are talking and I'm in the kitchen screwing around the sink and I come back out with a white shirt. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can kind of fix a garbage disposal. I mean, it's really broken. Yeah, you have to call someone. But if it's just jammed, I can totally do the trick with the broomstick and the thing. I can generally fix a garbage disposal. And I can't. I can get anything out of anything. And, and it is kind of hilarious because I've had people bring me stuff going, is this ruined? I go, mm. They go, my dry cleaner wouldn't touch it. Eh, give me 15 minutes and I'll see what I can do. Yep. <laughs> I'm just curious on why you said stain your shoe. It's not like, hey, I got blood I on my favorite shirt. Oh, I spilled cranberry juice. Yeah. On I, shirt. I, yeah. I, I, but, I, I got mean, blood on my awesome. shirt. He's it like, does so sometimes you know, happen, and yes, I, 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 it's, it's, it's a long story. But I've had friends who, you know, they weren't well, helping them out, do their laundry, and like, oh wow, yeah. So we got to fix that, do we? Well, I guess we do. So yeah, I actually, yes, I can. I, we can get that out too. <laughs> In a pinch. Oh my! Oh Excellent. my! It's Leo, a good skill. Cool. It's a very good skill. I know how to cook. I can fix garbage disposal. I can get stains out of thing. You know, sewing. Eh. I can get buttons back on and make small repairs. And you love old cars. I do. I do. I mean, right now I just have you know like a 2006, but it's a, a Nissan. So it's a lovely little car. But oh yes, I had a 1957 Ford Ranchero pickup. But it was it it had been fiddled with. I bought it when I was like 16, really low price. It, it was like all red, and I immediately had it painted the old custom the the red and white colors that originally was with the fence. Um, it wasn't the original engine. They had put in the 1965 Mustang 289 engine. Oh. Which I don't know a lot about cars, but I know enough to know about that one. First of all, it's a lot lighter than the enormous Ranchero original engine, and you can get at it. It's kind of called the mechanic's dream because you'd pop the hood, and go up, oh, because <laughs> it's a smaller Mustang engine. I can there. stand inside next to this. I one. can climb in next yeah. to the yeah. yeah, and it's a very powerful engine, 1965 Mustang, one of the favorite engines of car enthusiasts. And um, so I kind of had like a hot rod at 16. <laughs> it's like kind of <laughs> insane. Um, I had that, yeah. And um, what did I have? I had a 1980s enormous Mercedes, a really old used Mercedes. It was like taking my sofa for a drive down the street. It was marvelous. It's just like, I feel like it's driving a couch. I'm driving the couch. It's great, very comfortable. The <laughs> best car I ever had was an El Camino. Oh, those are very nice. It's sort of like there's the Ranchero and there's the El Camino. It's like, do you want yeah, your yes. fins this way or this? How, which way do, would you like your fins? You know, yeah, what right. a nice vehicle that was. You know, it beat my 72 Toyota Corolla. Uh, but Toyotas, mm, those are good, too. Yeah, but that yeah, 72 yeah. Toyota Corolla is still running somewhere in Mexico. But well, I bought, a, I bought it for 25 yeah. bucks. Right, right. You know what, what I mean? Was it? there was a Datsun 280Z and, like, what was yeah. that, 1980? Oh, God, that was a, that was a great car. Mm. So, yeah, how, how weird is that? Yes, yes, I like old cars. What I, it's kind of bizarre. No, it's cool. I love, I love, I love the old cars. You know? <laughs> and if you right. get grease on your uh, clothes fixing the old car. She can get it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My dad had a uh, DeSoto. Oh, my. That's going way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went way back. He never got it running, but he did. Oh, have it. It sat okay. in the backyard. I used to have sex in the back seat. <laughs> You need a very and there large, it is. You can't do that in, in the Toyota. You weren't doing that in the Toyota, were you? 
no, that would be on the hood. Yeah, right, because that's why people liked the old cars and the DeSoto enormous cars, because if you were going to oh, do big you bench seats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love oh, those things. Yeah. yeah. We had a uh, 69 uh, Plymouth Fury 2. Whoa. Huge, huge tank. This was like in the 90s. My uh, uh, mom found it and had very little miles on it. It was pristine condition. I absolutely love driving that thing. Then all of a sudden, one day, it's in the, in the back field. I grew up on a small farm. My dad yanked the engine from it to put it into a plow. <laughs> Why? I bet that plow went like all hell. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That was the fastest plow. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's, a, that's really horsepower. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's like the stories my father would My father grew up on a farm in Saskatchewan and it was very, it was completely Little House on the Prairie. I like, he wasn't, he was glad I'd gotten work, but he's like, did it have to be Little House on the Prairie? Because he's like, I did this, I did this. The locust, the <laughs> that was my this, life, this, right? This is my life. I've lived, I don't need to see this. Um, and he had stories about him and his brothers taking a bathtub and yeah, hooking up like a lawnmower engine <laughs> and putting some skis on the bottom and trying to drive that down the hill, but they didn't have steering. It's just like yeah, insane crap they would do that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we just sat on the old Tonka truck dump trucks and went down the hill. Got right in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we still have the scars to prove it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, I used to skateboard when I was very young. And back then, we didn't wear helmets or um, wristbands or knee pads. Nope. And so no. I got a broken wrist and a big lump on my head and a skinned up knee. <laughs> like I guess then I got hurt. Because, yeah, you need to wear helmets and wristbands. You know? Uh, wow. So we are we are running over time here. And so we're just we hanging out here, shooting the breeze. Yeah, we did yeah. plug things. We did plug things that I'm going right. to get. Simi Valley, yes. March. Yes. yes. It's all over yes. the internet, as they say. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We could we could do this all night long, but I know I'm sure you have other things that you and have. And you're gonna to put do. up all the links to all of the magical They're all in there. we're yep. I'm doing. So I can yep, yep. all the links to everything that Allison is involved if in. If you're in is... if you're in St. Louis, that's the the soonest one. That's February uh what am I eighteenth? Um I'm that weekend. I'm heading I'm heading out there. I'm like packing. Like now, I'm going to be at uh, St. Charles Convention Center outside St. Louis for the Working uh, Women Show. And it's going to be lovely. We're doing crazy things. Like I'm going to do a speech and I have my book. And then we're doing like a, a cooking stage. And I'm going to show everybody how to make cinnamon chicken. <laughs> Little house number. And then she's going to have another event uh, where they do the 50th anniversary huge, reunion. Huge, huge. Yes. And that, and, uh, at that event, she's going to show Valley you how to. Yep. She's going to show you how to get your shirts clean. You know, I really should. That might be a thing. Maybe we should set up. A, it a, might a, be a thing. I haven't done that. I've done like you cooking know? on stage. The thing is, you know, what's yeah. coming back is tie dye. Right. I used you to, to reverse tie dye and take the stains out. Right. Right. <laughs> you're whiter in like a little hat. And uh, so, Leo, I know you have another show that you have to record later tonight. Like and you've work. been very quiet. So and you were very excited about this show. So I'm sure you have at least one or two questions for our amazing guest. Uh, uh, He's just well, so happy he bought a house. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. My, my, my wife uh, texted me. She's on the way home. I've been getting texts all throughout the show with congratulations. And uh, but yeah, you know, absolute honor, you know, like like talking with you tonight even though i didn't talk that much uh but i, I believe i met you at uh, did you ever do chiller theater oh god yes yes yeah yes, yes, yes. yeah yeah we we chatted a little bit there and uh oh, cool. I, talked, 
I talked about how my my first wife used to watch your show all the time. And now, and, this and, buying a house, you make sure. Um, this is gonna sound weird. Take a nap, drink a lot of water. I was like, what? I bought a house. Um, on lists of most stressful things in life that can like happen to you or in some of them being good that can cause severe stress on the body. There's like death of a parent. And then it's like buying a house. It's like, wait, no, wait, buying a house is good. Then it's like getting divorced, having someone die. And you're like, wait, what? Buying a house. It's a big deal. And your nervous system goes, ah, what are we doing? <laughs> and all sorts yep. of chemicals are released and stuff. And I, I remember when I read that, I went, that's crazy. And then I remember when I bought my condo when I was 18, I like had a scalp condition for a week. Like my scalp started flaking. Like, what is going on? And it was my hairdresser. She went, you're buying a house, aren't you? I was like, what? How do you, what? <laughs> she knew. Right. So, right. yes, you may have to moisturize your scalp. I <laughs> well, thank you for that advice. <laughs> but, yes, you're going to have to make sure you get a lot of rest. Take it easy because, shockingly, even if it's the perfect house, the house you've always wanted, you got it for a steal, it's still it's like insanely stressful buying a house. Yep. Yeah, yep. it is. You know why? Yeah. Because you got to pack up all your shit and move it. Oh, my God. Moving. Moving. <laughs> Hire a moving company. It's easier. <laughs> uh, I, ben, Jeff, I thought you were going to come down and help me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could get the Yeah, I'll, I'll come down and help you as long as we're not booked at an event. I mean, we're starting to book up. So Remember right, yeah, when I'll, we all I'll, I'll used to what, move you know. by, like, calling a friend with a truck and saying, I have beer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I got beer and pizza here. You want to come over? Yeah, oh, where are you moving to now? I'll with you, Leo. <laughs> I'll do a swap with you. I'll come. I'll give you a day. I'll help you move. You come to my house and give me a day so that I can get out of my house for a day. <laughs> he, needs, he, needs, he needs a fair. babysitter. Yes. Completely fair. An, an adult babysitter. An adult babysitter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh. Good. But on that note, Leo, we do have to let our amazing guest get back to her yep. real life. I got um, stains to get out. Garbage is special. She's, <laughs> she's got dinner to cook and stains to get out. <laughs> well, we'll wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. You know me. You know how to find me. Just, uh, you know, Google me. That's the best way. I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over to thedorkening.com to learn more. And uh, Allison, where do you like people interacting with you on the social medias? <laughs> I'm all over the place. Uh, there's a website called bonnetheads.com. B-O-N-N-E-T. S-H-E-A-D. Bonnetheads.com. I am on Facebook. I'm absolutely on Facebook. I'm Allison Arngram. I'm on Instagram like crazy. Uh, I'm Allison Arngram there. I'm really easy to find. Uh, I have a newsletter. If uh, yeah, you go to the uh, website or you can go uh, uh, email to loosegravelprod at AOL.com or you just go on the website. There's a clicky thing. And um, you can get the newsletter, the Nelly newsletter. You get an email uh, once a month. And um, I have a store. I have a store, and it's a whole bonnet heads at Square thing, and you can find that on the website. And you can buy bonnets and autograph pictures in my book and swag and stuff. Oh wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, you, you know, I, I was just thinking you should have bought up here in New England. There was a uh, old town that was selling like a um, like an old general store, and and oh, I love that. yeah, we may wind. <laughs> hey, the year's not out. We may all wind up coming from the show and doing an event there too. There we go. Right, that'd be yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to see you up here. Right, cool. Hang out with you. As far oh, as Watertown, Watertown, Connecticut, Watertown, Connecticut, end of Watertown, August, last weekend in August. Yeah, this last weekend of August. I'm last gonna take. I'll take August. a ride out. 
Me and Ben will take a ride out. Yeah, if we're not outside the bed. Even if we are, I'll take a ride out. <laughs> okay. The fuck. All right. Sounds good to me. You know, All right. Why not? Cool. I'm, I'm not I might, have, I might have some stains that need to be removed. <laughs> bring your laundry. You just bring your laundry. Bring your laundry. <laughs> I was going to go for the food. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, Allison, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a thank ball. Uh, don't don't Google me. Don't just don't. <laughs> go to uh, go to stilltoken.com or Token with the Dead on Facebook. Um, there's Instagram. There's Twitter. There's we're on TikTok. I don't know all the bullshit. I don't know the names. You know, so that's because I. It is it. what it is. You know what I mean. But everything's on, everything's on stilltoken.com. You know, uh, the animation is is in uh, in progress. Uh, the book is out. Make sure you get a copy of the book. Uh, Token with the Dead on uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or come see us in an event. We'll actually sign it for you. I don't know why. Why would anybody want to sign a copy of anything we do? I have no right. idea. But anyway, <laughs> there you go. We'll see you next week. Benjamin. Uh, yeah, pretty much what Jeff said, you know. Um, but for Allison, folks, she's it's on her website. It's on, I'm just going to say it's on her website. So go there. Get off your butt. Go see at go see her at an event at one of her stand-ups. Buy her merch. Yeah. Just have her sign it. I mean, come on, folks. 50 years. 50 years. Wow. I was a year old when it came Oof. on. Wow. Hey, I see and an I still animation. Remember. I see an what? animation coming. Little mouse on the ferry. Oh, that's what everybody signed. Like my my high school and junior high yearbooks all had everybody wrote "Little House on the Ferry," "Little Mouse on the Prairie." That's that was yeah. That's basically yeah. my yearbook page. It should be an animated <laughs> movie. Disney, where are you? Oh no, they'll screw it up. They'll Probably. screw it up. You got to go to like, you know, Pixar might be able to do it. You know, yeah, but that, that's Disney. Yeah, but it's it's a subclass. You can't. No, you got to right. get away. So, but no, or the Muppet Muppet Little House, right? Oh, well, now, now we can talk because, real quick, Jeff and I are are affiliated with Bill Diamond, and Bill Diamond was Jim Henson's right (gasps) hand, literally. What did like literally? (laughs) Literally, he worked. He worked for Jim, not for Henson Corporation. Wow, wow. Uh, And and he's still affiliated with them, Uh, and he's also affiliated with all those greats that you mentioned, Belagosi. Vincent Price. Mm. He's actually very good friends with Price's daughter. Oh, I um, met her. I met her at an event in Ohio. Oh, yeah. She's marvelous. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. So um, we can talk about a, a Muppet type thing. Mm. Muppet but anyways, that would I, work. I want to say uh, thank you to Allison for hanging out with us tonight. Um, like Jeff said, stilltoking.com. You can watch this again and again and again. It'll be on there tomorrow. It's also going to be on all the other platforms. The podcast will be out this Saturday for this. And yeah, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Peace.